I'm Scott Matasato, the owner of Eau Claire Hometown Media. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcasts that are done by locals for locals right here in the Chippewa Valley. And if you like podcasts, why settle for listening to one done by a person from, I don't know, Baton Rouge? Listen to somebody right here in your backyard. When you're done listening to this show, if you love dogs, and who doesn't, then you should check out our Dose of Dogs series, presented by Embark of Eau Claire. Just head to echometownradio.com and click on the Dose of Dog logo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Downtown Manam podcast. Great opportunity for us to learn about the people, places, and organizations that make this an outstanding community to live in, all presented by Downtown Menominee, Inc., and we'll get to meet so many people throughout the course of this podcast over the next several episodes. Uh, but here on the debut one, Scott Montesano with you and being joined by Dustin and Becca from this organization. We're going to learn a little bit more about them, learn a little bit more about who we're going to meet, uh, a little bit of a hint as to what they're going to talk about in the course of the uh, coming podcast episodes. And, well, hello, guys, as you, as you get used to the microphones. Hello. How's it going? Thanks for having us. <laughs> Even though, you know, it's our podcast, it's still nice to feel like we're getting interviewed. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, why don't you guys, uh, first off, tell us a little bit about the organization so people get familiar with that. Yeah, so Downtown Menominee is an organization. We're a Main Street organization um, that focuses on working with small businesses and other businesses in our downtown and uh, just trying to create a good atmosphere for the city and the community to shop, eat, dine, and do a lot of other fun things down here. So um, I am the executive director of the organization, and Becca is a uh, board member to our organization, so that's what we work on on a you know weekly, monthly basis down here. And by doing this, um, we uh, we figured that there's a lot of fun things going on, and we want more people to hear about it. So we thought, what a better way than to have a podcast to do it. So We'll dive more into some uh, specifics, but uh, give people a, kind of a hint as to something you've done recently, something people would go, oh, oh, oh they were behind that. Yeah, I would say the biggest one lately is just uh, last week we did our uh, Ladies' Night Out event uh, downtown, and it was the first event that has happened, I believe, really in Menominee since pre-pandemic and so it was the first big night of 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 an event of shopping of bringing people downtown um i know we had hundreds of people down here uh throughout the day last week and that was really good and so that's that's what people really know us behind is the people that do the events that happen downtown and becca we've talked to, to dustin we'll get back to him but why don't you tell us uh, your role here and some of the things you take care of sure um, I am a board member on Downtown Menominee's Board of Directors. Um, I do a lot of the design and promotional work at the moment, but we all kind of work together to run events and promote them. What made you want to get involved? I have wanted to be on a board of directors for a while, and when a spot opened up on the Downtown Menominee Board and Dustin asked if I was interested in applying, it seemed like... The perfect fit. I um, do events at my other job in town, so I um, it seemed like a great natural fit to help plan events in a different capacity and 
bring my skills somewhere else. So why the interest of being on a board of directors? It's, it's something that uh, obviously has a, a bit of prestige, but it's a lot of uh, extra work for not as much of a return, <laughs> if you will, uh, outside of the fact that you feel that sense of gratification. And I know that's what drives a lot of people. Yeah, that is the main thing. I have wanted to just get more involved in the community and meet more people, um, deepen my connections with the people that I do know. And uh, this board that I am on is super great. Everybody is really welcoming and has been amazing to work with. So it was just a really fun and appealing board to me and a good way to kind of get involved a little bit more in Menominee and figure out all of the happenings of our downtown in the process. Dustin, I'll ask you this question. It's, it's a question I always love to ask because I myself never have a good answer for it. Nobody ever does. And that is, what is, what is the day-to-day -day job that you have? Because everybody, when you ask anybody that, nobody could ever really give a straight answer. All you know is you're busy. <laughs> and it's not as though you're just busy with busy work, but you can't pinpoint it. That being said, what is the, the typical day-to-day -day job that you have? Yeah, the day-to-day -day job for me, and again, like you said, it's busy is always the good one. Um, it's really just working with businesses and other folks in the downtown or really the community of what we can do next and what our next project is. Um, yeah, we focus, I think, even a little bit of what we just discussed on the events that we do and just trying to attract people downtown. But there's a lot of other things, I think, on the back burner that we are trying to do currently that could you know, even reshape some things that we're doing at the city level or even other things at the even the county level of some of the things we do. So it seems like there's always tons of irons in the fire. Um, yeah, again, the outreach and stuff that we do is what people see, but we all know at jobs that there's stuff that people don't see that we're doing, and that's usually my day-to-day -day stuff is uh, that type of stuff. What's your guys' experiences with uh, Menominee? Uh, you know, I'll start with Becca there. Uh, how long have you lived in Menominee? Where did you come from? All of that sort of thing. The good questions. Um, I am originally from Appleton, Wisconsin, so the other side of the state. I came here in 2011 to go to UW-Stout, and then I accidentally didn't leave. <laughs> I um, started working at Menominee Market Food Co-op here in town, so I am uh, the Outreach and Education Coordinator there. So once I got that job, I moved here permanently in 2014 and have been a Menominee resident ever since. Um, so mostly moved here for school and then realized that I really like the community and it's a cool tight knit town that I wanted to stay in for a while. Yeah. And kind of, I'm a little closer to home. I graduated from Boyceville, which is in the County. Um, didn't really go too far from school. Uh, I went to River Falls for my undergraduate, uh, grad school. I went to UW Eau Claire. Um, I have a history, uh, major, so couldn't go to Stout. Stout doesn't have that. But uh, um, yeah, I always stuck around. I got really invested in the Dunn County Historical Society here, especially when I was making my way up through grad, um, undergraduate to grad school. Um, I worked there for many years, um, bounced around from different historical societies, working in Minnesota for a few of them over there, um, but always had, a, had some sort of grip at the historical society here in town. Um, my wife works in Eau Claire, so it was just kind of a natural fit to stay here. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of connections here, and I do like Becca. I guess that's the reason why we're starting a podcast about Menominee is there's a reason why we like it here. Um, so we've kind of just, uh, I think both of us are invested in the community and 
you know, Becca being on a board of directors, I'm the board president now of the Historical Society. I made my way up from, you know, in volunteer to intern to employee to program manager to now the board president over there. So it's a, it's an interesting road. But, you know, once you get involved, um, you know, you start weaving a web in the city. And I think Becca and I, um, for young professionals, are both really trying to do that. So I know one of the other things you're, uh, you're big on is uh, the Menominee Blue Caps, right? That's true. Yep. That was the other big reason uh, that I, I stuck around, uh, especially in the history uh, field here, is the Dunn County Historical Society. We're 10 years now. We started an 1860 vintage baseball team, the Menominee Blue Caps. Uh, we're going on our 10th season. Yep, we play 1860 rules. Uh, it's a great way to uh, present history while obviously playing sports. Um, and, uh, yeah, we don't wear gloves. We play by the rules of 1860 which no is the launch first... angle no exit below, yeah. and a lot of small ball. <laughs> none of that stuff yep <laughs> yep uh we catch a ball on a bounce and it's an out we got to take that so we preserve our fingers you know before the gloves uh but yeah we play a couple games in menominee every year play throughout the county really throughout the region um and uh yeah it's a great great time to uh, get out play ball and really show the history and yeah we have a lot of fun doing it and yeah we're we're excited but yeah it's a it's a great connection that this, the squad has to the historical society and just the town in general. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. And Becca, what do you do in the, in the free time? There's always Nothing. free time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am. That the is true. Free time. I, um, I like to think that I'm an introvert, so I do value my alone time. Um, but I also am a Reiki practitioner. So I am into, um, witchy stuff like crystals and energy work and, um, all of that kind of stuff. So I do a lot of that in my free time. Um, I like thrifting a lot and that supports my shopping habit without blowing my budget out of the water. So, Well, getting back to, to, to businesses in downtown Menominee, obviously we're on the tail end of the pandemic. It's still very much going to be a part of the next several months still, but obviously a much different scenario now than even two, three months ago in the winter time how did the businesses around here get through the pandemic what is sort of the overall sense i would assume it's optimistic and how do people want to take advantage of that optimism and for a number of people there's a there's a few extra dollars that are uh, burning a hole in their pocket yeah you know downtown menominee i thought did a really good job and really the city as a whole uh getting through the pandemic very well mm -hmm. uh Especially for speaking of downtown, we had more businesses open during the pandemic than actually closed down here, uh, which was spectacular. Uh, the city, I think, um, really felt that, too. You know, it, it is funny. We, we really felt it when the pandemic began that, um, you know, we everybody was all in flux and everybody shutting down. And uh, we were really interested to see how the community would come forth and support the small business. We understand that there's tons of people, especially at the time, that, you know, needed funds or needed clothing and shelter and all those things which is spectacular but small businesses needed it too um and people came through in spades and you know i heard from many businesses that they had a great year and i think that's because of the support they they had and wanted and you know menominee's doing really well and i think now that you know we just spoke about ladies night out i mean i think that was the first example of people ready to get out and continue the support and continue the help to just understand that you know Maybe that is maybe it's a perspective of, you know, not getting out of the house for six months is that you do appreciate where you live and why you care. And, you know, the shop that you couldn't go into for nine months or something like that. You know, it's it's tough to go into. And, you know, I know 
Becca probably could speak a little more on, you know, a working at the co-op and, and all that type of stuff too. Yeah, we, it was different than I expected when the pandemic started in our town. A lot of, a lot of places experienced a lot of loss of small businesses. And like Dustin said, we kind of had the opposite thing happen. We, saw a lot of support coming to our small businesses and people wanting to help in ways that we can or ways that they can. Um, we were able to um, shift our event funds to a downtown grant so we could help out some of our businesses financially to help them pay their um, mortgage or rent and utilities, stuff like that. Um, but I, being in the grocery industry and my day job, it was a little bit more chaotic i think than other places but hide the toilet paper yeah um we work with a lot of small vendors and local farmers so we didn't see as much of the out of stock problems as the bigger stores did because we have um close relationships with our suppliers so they were able to just make extra deliveries or um not have the same supply chain issues that some of the bigger companies and organizations did um, but definitely we saw people kind of rally around for our small businesses, our farmers in the area. Um, we have a, a lot of the business owners are working at their shops every day downtown. So um, people know them and love them and wanted to help in any way they can. So it was cool to see Menominee kind of come together in that way, um, being that it sometimes is stout is its own world and Menominee is its own world and they don't overlap a lot. So kind of all of us in this town coming together for, even though it was a, a terrible thing that it was happening, um, working together and trying to make sure that all of our businesses that we love survive was really cool to see. And I think that kind of strengthened a lot of the relationships that we have with each other too. Yeah. And the businesses, sorry, yeah, and the businesses I thought did a great job too. You know, like I think that's the second part of your question was the businesses pivoted really well too. You know, it, you know, people created new websites, updated things, added delivery, you know, for food and did all these other things to their business model that obviously they might not have done. I mean, you know, one business owner said that they've been wanting to do a website, but you know, when you're the only person working there, creating a new website's not the highest thing on your priority list. But during a pandemic when your business is closed a few months and you know you have to change how you do things you know then they create a web great website now it's like this great thing so it was really good to see that too is that the business owners really um took it upon themselves to make sure that they a stayed in business not only for themselves which i'm sure is a big thing but but for the community and so they could stay as part of menominee you know that's really good what do you see as the the highlights and opportunities going forward for this uh, community. Now, I know from firsthand experience, it's very walkable. Uh, <laughs> uh, very are, walkable. Things are very close uh, together in this area. But wh where do you think the opportunities are? What, what can you take advantage of? Uh, you're only 90 minutes away from the, the Twin Cities, uh, for instance. Probably a little too far to be a, a bedroom community, but still opportunities, I would, ex I would think, uh, to take advantage of that going forward. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do around here. Like you said, the Twin Cities is only an hour drive from here, so it's an easy day trip. We do have people commute from the cities to work here or vice versa. Um, Especially with more and more at-home work and people don't have to go every day, that makes it more of an opportunity. Right. Especially for Stout. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the things that people love about this area is the nature. Um, we have a really beautiful trail, the Red Cedar Trail that runs right through town. We have the Devil's Punch Bowl, which is a um, cool thing that people like to go see. Um, but a lot of different stuff outside has been popular, especially this last year. But it yeah, outdoor recreation, even before the pandemic, was really becoming a thing in Menominee with, the, like Becca said, the bike trails, the walking trails. You know, the, the Tainer Lake, our, you know, Lake Minoman, there's a, a Frisbee golf has become a huge thing here. Um, the parks are being used a lot more in the last few years. Um, yeah, it, it, Menominee has become a very outdoorsy type town, um, which is good because Menominee's starting to find an identity of what we're good at, which is really good to know. Um, I think that's been a problem with Menominee is there's an identity here. But I do agree with you. The location's the big one. I've told people for years the reason, one of the biggest reasons why I live here is not only the Twin Cities, but Eau Claire, you know, it's 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Chippewa is 40 minutes. I can get to Red Wing in 60 minutes, or I can get to Bayfield in, what, three hours? It's not terrible for Madison in three. You know, it's a pretty good mm-hmm. location for geographical, um, um, you know, to be at and being right off 94. Yeah. Like you said, we're hoping that folks want to come and stay here for a day or two. Oh, and we forgot, you know, the Mabel Tainer Theater, which is, you know, oh, one of the most duh. gorgeous theaters in the, you know, in the country or even the world. Possibly the world. Possibly yeah. the world is nicely it's, here. So there's, there's, you know, there's some good reasons to be around here right now. Yeah. Lots of nature, lots of art, lots of culture, that kind of stuff. Um, people just like to be out and doing things here. It's a kind of a busy community for being a small town. People are out and about all the time. There's a little bit of everything for anybody here. Now, I look at uh, this downtown, and I compare it to, say, uh, say Eau Claire. In Eau Claire, there's a, there's a number of great uh, restaurants and, and bars that are in downtown, but it never see, the, the, the feeling is there's, there's not enough. Here, a lot of people look, and they go, well, there, there's a lot of bars, but there's, there's nothing else. You guys have some great bars, some great restaurants. I know Diablo Blue opened up uh, recently, but there's much more beyond... Uh, the bars and the restaurants here so it's kind of the reverse here isn't it yeah totally yeah yeah we like 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 i said i think we've had a i i tell this story a lot especially now i'm down here i remember when i was working for the historical society um this probably seven years ago um the the director over there wasn't originally from menominee he was from reedsburg wisconsin and we were at the Mabel Tainer doing some something there and i remember we walked and he kind of looked at me and he goes let's walk downtown and at that point of course I was, you know, I had no idea of the thoughts I have now on downtown communities. And we were walking and we were looking and, you know, and there's a lot of empty spaces, a lot of vacant storefronts, um, some buildings that looked pretty dilapidated at the time. And, and I remember he, he looked right at me and it was the first time I ever really associated anything downtown. He goes, he goes, man, the downtown is, it's just, uh, there's a lot of potential here. You know, there, there could be some stuff down here. And and I again, I wasn't in the downtown area at the time, but since then, um, this this town has changed a lot. I mean, our our vacancy rate's really low, and there's a bunch of different store. I remember you, you even decided when you were walking down here, swung by the candy store. I don't think it was open this time, early, but can't uh, CNJ Candy open. That's a huge, huge new thing for you know the city as a whole. Um, is that there's these different things down here, and uh, you know boutiques and all these great places and because we have stout there's art stores and stuff and stout stout helps us to differentiate the the businesses you know we do have a couple we have a comic book shop and a, another shop where they play you know magic the gathering and stuff at i know when i tell other main street directors or you know downtown people that we have those things they they're blown away they're like we can never have a comic book shop here i'm like well we can because we have the you know 
we have the people for it. You and know, people love that comic book shop. People love it. Yeah, because it's again, it's it is different. That you know, it's it's like people are excited that that exists here. You know, but we do get a lot. We are also still a small town. You know, um, we get it a lot where people wish we had you know X, Y, and Z here, and it's just I don't know if that I don't know if we can specifically have it here. KFC. K- That's been the latest KFC thing. Here. People are obsessed with it. And I think it's become a town joke at this point. It is. It's a town joke that a KFC has to be here because there was one 20 years ago and yep. it left and everybody wants it back. KFC for Menominee, Chick-fil-A for Eau Claire. <laughs> is, that, and, is that Eau Claire's? And, it's Chick-fil-A Eau Claire's. And, 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 and poor Chippewa Falls, it sits out there apparently happy with what it has. Actually, they want their McDonald's to reopen since, uh. it, uh, <laughs> since it has uh, closed for renovations for the next uh, several months. Uh, what, uh, what challenges... DSC for downtown outside of people, you know, wanting, you know, something like a KFC. And there's nothing wrong with wanting something like that. And as you guys know in business, whether it's that or something else, they're all franchises. Uh, if some local business uh, operator says, you know what, I can make it work, uh, you probably aren't going to be able to put in, you know, a cheesecake factory. You don't have the demographics, but something along the lines of a KFC or Subways or things like that right in downtown are very much possible. But outside of things you know people want, what are other challenges that you see in the next year or two that you're trying to navigate through? I think just making sure that our downtown businesses survive the next year is going to be really important. We don't want to lose any of them. Um, And figuring out ways to live in this new normal, as everybody's saying. But... um, learning ways that we can support our downtown businesses uh the business owners that are already um existing down there who may be new people who want to come into our community but um something that our downtown specifically does really well is small businesses and locally owned businesses so making sure those people are in our community for a lot of years to come i think is going to be an important task of ours for downtown menominee anyways um and being able to provide events again for our town for people to go to is going to be a big deal too in the next couple of years. Yeah, you know a big another issue that our downtown has is you just said it. You walked from the co-op to our office which is practically point A to point Z um to you know do this podcast and uh that is an issue we have is our downtown is only so big. You know, it yeah. it, it is. I mean, that's that is a geographic geographically that is an issue here. You know, we yeah, it's great that we only have a couple vacant spaces open. Um but then once they're full, I mean, we can't have anybody else down here. I mean, we just there's, mm-hmm. no, there's we just don't have that ability. Um, so that that does cut into it to a little bit um, is difficulty. And, you know, actually, another big issue that our downtown has um, and it's been an issue for years is uh, our Main Street is a highway. That is very rare. I think there's maybe one other Main Street or something like that in the state like this that has a that. So we have 10. 15,000 cars on our main street every day, which isn't necessarily the worst thing. That means there's eyes on what's going on, but that means there's 5,000 semi trucks going down every day and it's loud and it's busy. So it, it makes it difficult for us to, you know, do cute outdoor type things because we just physically can't do it. Um, I know that's probably our biggest, uh, another big hurdle that we have to have. Um, and we don't have autonomy over the road. So, you know, like when we are, we do have like kind of like Chippewa and a lot of towns do is like a parade, you know, but we do ours in the winter. I think Chippewa does one as well. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, it takes us a few months to get the okay that we can even use the road. 
because it's you know a state highway so that's probably another big issue that faces our downtown and it's been like that for decades at this point but we're hoping to hoping to maybe do some different changes for that just to help out a little bit and as we begin to wind down this uh, <clears throat> this debut episode and again we're going to meet some of these great businesses and people behind this and you guys are going to be chatting with them in subsequent episodes but uh, we touched on uh, just a little bit ago uh, something people want in this area but what is something you guys want uh, money is no object if you will and Whatever business went in would automatically have success, and it would not irritate anybody else if it went in. What is something you would, you would want, a utopian sort of opportunity? Whether it's a business, whether it's some sort of structure, what do you want? A crystal store. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's my so big dream. Personal. It yeah. is very personal. Um, there are a couple of shops around here, though, that, that I can buy them at, but... That's the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> hey, you know, and, and again, that's, that's, yeah, that's the difference between Becca and I, which is great. Um, if I had to go, I'll go small and big. Uh, if I do a small, we need a, just a super nice restaurant here. Just one really Good nice point. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a nice that's fancy restaurant. And I'm not taking ideal. anything away from everybody that's here. I mean, but I want one that's, that is like Mona Lisa's in Eau Claire, where it's a really nice night out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our, our town in general. You got to put slack side. You can't walk in with jeans. Exactly. Yeah. The city of Menominee <laughs> as a whole is lacking that. It's not downtown. It's the whole city. Um, and the biggest one would be some sort of multifunctional like event center. Yes. That's laser tag. Yeah. <laughs> That's anything, always been my, another one a, of my dreams. Anything where we could have a lot of people or fun activity or something. That would be the, if I had all the money. That would be the big. That would be amazing. Obviously, again, not to always say that Eau Claire, <laughs> but the Pablo at Eau Claire is great. Again, we love the Mabel, but the Mabel is limited in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, that would be my two. Well, there you go. Just to pass over about $60 million and put shovel in the ground and beat the Sonnentag Center to opening up. And <laughs> yeah. away you. <laughs> Consider it done. Consider, yeah, exactly. <laughs> done, done. Well, I'm sure you guys have uh, the deep pockets to do it, don't you? I'm sure everybody assumes you have the deep We're pockets. Ready. Definitely. As a nonprofit organization, <laughs> we definitely have the deep pockets, That's you it. know. <laughs> All of those profits. Before, before we go, what are you guys hoping people get out of this podcast in subsequent episodes? I am hoping that people get to meet all of the community members that we have. We want to talk about different things that make Menominee unique, not just our businesses, but um, there's a lot of really cool history in this town. We have some really cool historians that live here, and we'd love to share some of that. Um, There's some local celebrities, like uh, a tin man who walks around town that everybody knows. He's a legend at this point. his, His identity is anonymous. Nobody actually knows who he is except him. Yep. Or maybe her. It could be anybody. We don't could know. Be. So we're hoping to just kind of bring out some of the unique, goofy stuff that Menominee has to offer that makes it a really awesome place to live, but you maybe don't know about it unless you are, have been living here for a while. So, Yeah, that's really it. You know, I mean, it's like every, it's like any city out there. I mean, yeah, you can name the five things about Menominee. Mabel Tainer is always a good go-back one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I'm sure at some point we would love to speak to them about something, but about their ghosts about their ghosts right because that's that's the infamous they have ghosts do we need the history of the mabel tainer i think that's pretty well done um me and becca when we had this idea it was just we just know so many people here that are different i mean even i think listening to becca and i even the couple things that you mentioned when you were interviewing us here is you know you listen to what becca does and what i do i mean i play 
1860 baseball with no gloves on and wear old uniforms. Like, it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. But I don't think people even realize that that's here in Menominee. You know, what what Becca does with Reiki and she likes crystals and stuff. Like, there's there's a lot of these people out there that have these different ideas and what they do and it's in the fun here. And it's, it's Menominee, I mean, I, I think there was just an editorial a couple months ago about how Menominee's kind of a weird town and we have a really kind of weird history here. Mm-hmm. So, um weird isn't always a bad word and yeah. it's fun so we're really hoping that we can bring on some folks just to you know get to know them get to know what makes Miami fun like you said wh- why people would want to stay here and what's interesting um so i think that's a big thing here right we hear so many stories from people on a daily basis just about things that they've experienced here or history that they know and we just would love to have a space that we can share that with the other Menominee residents and kind of promote and explore all of the cool things that make this place home right and and i and i know the listenership here is beyond menominee too which is great which is an, which mm-hmm. is another thing is you know some sometimes menominee is is you know in this little tri-city area of us chippewa and eau claire sometimes we're, we're we are the one that's a little farther away and the one that's left out you know and we're hoping that people like hear this and think that that's fun or funny or kind of out there or makes it a little more interesting and makes people want to go like oh maybe i'll go check out this place for today because i just want to get out of the house and what a better time after getting like you said to the end of the pandemic here to uh come to menominee i think so it should be fun we're excited and we appreciate uh you for uh letting us host our first episode and helping us through it and we're yeah. excited no problem and uh, look forward to hearing all these great stories again in the uh, the episodes that uh, follow guys thank you very much thank you thank you